Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. Welcome back, everybody, to episode nine of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And uh, we're here to bring you some spooky, creepy, strange, weird, wacky stories. This is our last This is our last one before we hit double digits. Yeah. Then That's we'll, kind of wild. Who would have guessed we made it this far? And I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. Hall right of next famers. to Barry Bonds. No asterisk. No asterisk. What? Asterisk. Wait. Shut up. You hear that? What is that? Is that- is that, like some, a, is that like a what, squirrel chipmunk? It's, a, it's like a pigeon in a popcorn bag. Yeah, what, what is, is that? Oh, 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 God. It's just Hello. Riley. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't escape her. Oh, my God. It's Riley. Uh, what's your last name? Petra. Jesus. I can't pronounce her. her. I can't pronounce her. I knew her last name, God but I can't damn. pronounce it's it. It's Italian. It's uh, insulting to pronounce someone's last name wrong in Italy. True. So, Petra. Actually, I just went to Italy over the summer, and I found out that I've been pronouncing my name wrong my entire life. Hey, join the club, sister. I've been pronouncing <laughs> everything wrong on this show for a while. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how we do it on the show. For those who are unaware, Riley is my girlfriend, and so we thought, hey, let's get let's get a, a nice lady Ooh. voice on the show. Ooh, you have know, a girlfriend. It, so it took you. like episode seven for me to get a shout out. Now I'm on the show, so yeah. <laughs> moving shout- up in the world. It's the biggest shout out of all, really. Yeah. Don't give a shit when we had to wait 20 minutes to record the episode because you had to FaceTime your girlfriend. Nerd. Uh, you had to wait an hour because you were texting your girlfriend. Nerd. Nerd. So we're both nerds. Wait, what girlfriend were you texting? <laughs> <laughs> really? I think I think it was when you were in Montana one night. Oh. So it was it was like love letters sent across the United States, which is oh. not that it's only a couple of states, but a modern romance. I like, probably pretend to be asleep just to make it stop. My dearest Riley, <laughs> the secrets are out. <laughs> it's been a fortnight since I've seen you last. I don't know. Why I'm making him Australian, but yeah. he is. I'll take you. it. It's your love story. If I couldn't be American, I'd be Australian. I guess it's your love story. I'm making mine. That's yeah. just like the hotter version of American. Is it? Oh, that's what I, I would pick. Too. No, I agree. I, I think <laughs> I think Australians are just like automatically just because they're all a bunch of bad boys. Hot. They're a bunch they're of criminals. Hot. Well, also the thing is, I think anything that's not American to Americans is exotic. So it's like it's it's dangerous. It's yeah. it's, it's different. So everybody's like, it's oh, even British people who, who are like, I'm not. I don't have anything against British people, but like, like British people are supposed to be like notoriously like kind of pasty and like have bad teeth and we hear a british yeah. person we're like oh my god they sound so sexy and like you oh, know I, 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 mean? I hate a british accent i can't do it it's almost the same thing as it australian which type no 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 australian's way more fun it's a rugged english accent because yeah. all the prisoners yeah. from england got yep. moved over to australia and that's why if you guys didn't know that um yeah they emptied up all the prisons uh english prisons on the continent of australia and is that a continent that's a continent Riley, you're the nerd. A continent? It is a continent. It is a continent. I just wanted to double check. This is on record, so you got to double I check I think that. it's a is, continent and a country. It is. Is I that think. the only yeah. continent you haven't been to? Um, That in Antarctica. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say, did you go to Antarctica? That'd be cool. Before Australia, that would be like pretty well, they're adventurous. Close, right? They're close. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. most people's last stop. Yeah. Or never stop. It's the least know. enticing, yeah. I would say, of you all just, the continents. You get yeah. off the boat, put a foot down, get back on. I, I saw all I needed to I did, did it. it. <laughs> did it. You kick a penguin, get back on the boat. <gasps> Do a lot more than kick a penguin. They want to be kicked. It's fine. <laughs> you don't get it. I feel like you could throw a tight spiral with a penguin, just the way they're shaped. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're kind of... 
They're football shaped. They definitely yeah. are. And I, they could take a hit. I, oh, the, 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 <laughs> what? I've seen I've seen like videos of penguins going Getting down. Getting hit. No, going down like tripping on the ice or slipping on the ice. Yeah. And they go down like, oh, and then they get back up and start walking. But it's funny because if you throw a penguin, it's going to hit the ground. And then it's just going to keep sliding because slide. that's all they do is slide on their on their tummies. You yeah. know, so. They would be good for bowling then, not uh, football. Okay, look like who's pins. more unethical? I'm throwing it into like a nice open area. You're throwing yeah. it into some heavy-ass pins, okay? Yeah, come on. That's just sick. Wrong. What's wrong with her? That's just sick. You invited her? Ugh. Not really. She just lives here. Jesus. Yeah. We are recording. Can't get rid uh, of me. We're actually recording from a different location for the first time in this podcast. Jail. Well, yeah, we're all in jail at this point, but luckily we got arrested with all the gear. So, hey, we're coming to you live from uh, the... Uh, Culver City Jail. The Culver yeah. City Prison, yeah. Also, we are in David's apartment, so... Yeah. David and Riley's apartment. Yeah, yes. it made more sense when, when Tobin works, like, two blocks from our place. So, it's like, yeah, just back up the stuff and come on over. Yep. So, now we're here. Yeah, we are here. And we're here to tell you some spooky stories. Yeah. Do we want... Do Riley, it. do you want to tell the, the audience a little more about yourself? Just a little blurt? Um, sure. Um, I'm from Montana originally, born yeah. and raised. Um, I'm going to school here in Los Angeles at USC, studying to be an occupational therapist. Um, I couldn't be prouder. Yeah. Just making me feel pretty small right now. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I went to ITT Tech and uh, didn't graduate. Tobin so, is a very large I? person, just so all of our listeners know. Whoa. She, <laughs> she meant that in like a muscular way, I'm not 400 like 400 pounds. <laughs> no, <laughs> no like, in a, like in a good way, because you said you felt small. Oh. I just want them to know that you're not like I love it when I tell a girl, I'm like, I feel, I feel really stupid. And they're like, you're fat too. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that, well, you know, I, I, uh, I, I got halfway through the application to uh, University of Phoenix. Did you? Yeah. Eh. Until it burst into flames. The, you know, the computer was confusing. Get it? Not really. It's a phoenix. Okay. I wasn't sure if that <laughs> I got was, it. I wasn't sure cool. if that was like a mythological bird joke or like the fact that Arizona's hot. Oh. It, oh. Double Double, double dipping on that I don't one. think University of Phoenix is just in Arizona. I don't. Well, it's, I think it's, a computer it's online. School. There's yeah. no physical I think campus. There's no real. It's and where not the a real fuck school. did Arizona come into play, man? Was Phoenix, Arizona? Oh, okay. Oh, whoa. Woof. Well, we were talking about the college, to be clear. But yeah. okay. Now, yeah. yes, the digital college. <laughs> you got anything else? Any shout outs you want to give out while you're here? Um, shout out to my sister Allie in New York City. Hell yeah! She yeah. is always the first one to listen to the podcast um, because she's three hours ahead. She'll text likely. She she's texted me before, being like, "I love the podcast," and I wake up like four hours after. I'm like, "Oh." You also sleep until like noon. That's not true, unless you're roused. <laughs> and aroused? What? Roused? Or aroused? I mean, like, unless you're like woken up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and aroused. Yes. <laughs> so. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think that kind of covers. Uh, I think it covers everything. Uh, we, our, our our special guest today, and yep. I think it's just time for you guys to hear some of our weird stories. Let's so get into let's do it. it. You want to lead off as I'll, always? Yep, let's do it. So the guy I'm going to talk about today, his name, such a good name. His name is last names Firth, and that's F F. Which you don't see that very often. <laughs> F-F-I-R-T-H. Yeah. Weird last name. First name, Stubbins. So, oh, okay. And guess what? <laughs> guess what, Riley? He was also a doctor. 
but he, uh, he he was a doctor in 1793, so a much less qualified. I think you're already qualified just because you fill out an application to go to medical yeah. school. So well, I did it on a computer, so ooh, that's a he definitely wouldn't know how to use those. What an yeah. idiot! So. What a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah he was he was uh you know he, he was born in 1784 and uh a lot of stuff happened before that but we don't care about that because in 1793 he became or he was a doctor at that point when the yellow fever epidemic broke in america oh yeah so um in in philadelphia which was his uh which was his homestead um the the yellow fever epidemic Roughly killed about ten percent of the population of Philadelphia. Oh shit! And at the time, Philadelphia had a population of fifty thousand. Okay. So it only killed like five thousand, but like still, it's yeah, it's it, that's a that's a big number, you know, yeah. for for a, a fever. Um, and this guy, he no one really know, knew what yellow fever was, obviously, um, but. After it broke out, a few a few years after it broke out, uh, Firth joined the University of Pennsylvania, and he started studying the disease because he's just like, obviously, this is on the forefront of what's going on in Philadelphia right now. That's yeah. all anybody can talk about. Yeah, I might as well try to make a change with and their yellow eyes. So you can do and, and is that is that was was so, that one of the symptoms? Yeah, was... I'll tell you one of the. I mean, I don't need to tell Riley. Riley is a yellow well, fever expert, but. You don't have to Google the symptoms because they're already up on my computer. Right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like yellow fever is a disease of the past. It's a it's a disease of the olden days where not yeah. a lot of people get it anymore. But um, actually, well, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm not gonna give my kids the shots. Well, I mean, still thirty thirty thousand deaths occur a year, but most of them are in third world countries mm. because okay, we've you know. We got it on lockdown now. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but um, so like yellow fever itself, you you would get a fever, headache, jaundice, muscle pain, nausea, vomiting, and fatigue for the most part, and a small portion of patients who cont- who contact uh, contracted the virus developed uh, severe symptoms, and approximately half of those died within seven to ten days. So, I mean, the the let's just say the biggest areas are. Africa and Central and South America. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just tell you now, spoiler alert, because I think most of you know, it's from mosquitoes. So, I mean, that's why we don't really have to deal with it in North America as mm-hmm. much. But um, I'm guessing it was a much marshier land back in uh, back in the 17s, you know? Yeah, well, yeah in it's, Philadelphia. Well, especially before we had real, like, um, like gutters and stuff. No, like... Oh, people's oh, sewers. Ew, yeah. They just dump shit out in the street. Yeah. Like yeah. dead horses. Like if a horse died on the street, like you yeah. know, cops rode horses and stuff. If it died, they just left the horse there. There's like, what are we going to do to lift this? They didn't have like. Yeah, we can't move this. Yeah. Like, do we go get a crane that we use to build a building? And like, that's so much more manpower than just letting the thing rot there or just like chopping it up and yeah. moving it. But I mean, who? have you, have you ever seen like a mosquito nest? Uh, I've seen them in like pools and buckets and stuff like they that. They have nests. I remember. So Everything they, they, has a uh, nest. they, they, when they <laughs> breed, they lay, they lay like eggs and stuff and it's always in water. And so that's why really moist areas have like lots of mosquitoes with mm-hmm. like the, um, the humidity and stuff. And I remember in, uh, in high school, the pole vault, the, the spot where you the the pole vault goes into oh yeah like the i don't want i, I don't think it's a pit but oh, like pivot hole 
it's yeah sure i made that basically up. <laughs> basically the, the hole where the hole. the end of the the pole vault goes into it has a uh it has a like a we had like a wooden cover over it mm-hmm. and so in the off season um in oregon it would flood up with rain and you know it'd be like just like a big old bucket of water oh and i remember at the beginning of every season we'd go and like lift that thing up and like just mosquitoes would come flying out of that yeah that's so gross it was gross I mean, Ew. it's that's why they always tell you to like overturn like uh, empty tires because they get buckets in, and stuff. Yeah, there's like little water inside. Yeah, buckets, uh, oh, kitty yeah. pools, empty tires. Yep. They, you got to flip everything over, especially in or places, the skeeters will get you. Yeah, with hot climates and You'll stuff. You'll get they yellow love, fever. They love hot climates. So um, basically, what was happening? He 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 noted that the disease was far more widespread during the summer months. And the number of yellow fever cases dropped significantly during the winter, which was like his main stance for like his research. He's like, oh, that has to, you know, that has to be like a, a big, you know, uh, finding, which it was because yeah. mosquitoes all, he didn't know that they were the vector for this disease. So like they come out during, they breed during the summer months, die off during the winter. So he was right yeah. in in a sense, but yeah. Um, but he was wrong in the sense that he believed that yellow fever was a result of stressed stress caused by the heat of summer months and that the disease was not at all contagious. <laughs> That's where he's wrong. Yeah. Just a little. I mean, because it's not contagious from like person. If you come up and like sneeze near me or something, I'm not going to get yellow fever. That's one of my favorite games is to sneeze on Tobin. Sneeze on the stranger. No, just you. Oh. Half the, I don't even think you know nine out of ten times. No. Well, well you're pretty good at the game then. Undefeated. Is it, a, is, it a, is it a fair fight if I'm sleeping and my mouth's open? Well, that's why Kyle has a good lead. Mm. Your roommate. You ever sneeze after eating like a handful of food and then you just look down and you're like, what have I done? Oh like, no, the worst is sneezing elbow. after like spicy like soup or something and you get like the, the spice up in the nasal. You eat a lot of spicy soup? All the time. I had some spicy miso last night, motherfucker. Oh. It was delicious. Well, you know what? What? Some people can't have that because they have yellow fever and they're mm. nausea and vomiting. They have yellow eyes. So, Well, I feel like they'd want soup. They no would soup probably for kill for some soup. They'd yeah. probably die for some soup. Half of them would probably die for some soup. Half of them <laughs> did die. For some um, soup. So Firth wanted to establish that his theory was correct, and in order to do so, he started experimenting and this is when it got real weird uh the, See, I, I just sorry i love experiments before they're like ethics they're they're, they're <laughs> <That's> so horrible <laughs> they're so bad they're so bad here's the thing he was ethical he's actually probably the most ethical doctor or call him a scientist if you want out of any of them because a lot of them were like doing uh they were like torturing babies they didn't know yeah. they were but there's like oh, put a yeah. baby they're like put a baby in a room by itself for four years and see what happens it's like yeah, yeah. that's awful you know they're cutting dogs heads off yeah. and just seeing what happened um but his guinea pig was none other than himself oh hey oh no so, so he's pretty ethical to start with you yeah know? <clears throat> he's a real martyr exactly um but in an attempt to prove that yellow fever was not at all contagious he started experimenting experimenting on himself during the next outbreak of the disease in 1802 to 1803 it was during his second outbreak uh this second outbreak that he he started to bring himself in direct contact with the body bodily fluids of the infected patients 
especially of those who are in late stages of the disease. Yeah. So he's really doing a Russian roulette thing. It's like, so, oh, hold on. So did he become a big old piss man? Was he just swigging piss? He was bodily fluids and we'll he just, was he, he just sipping on piss we'll see we'll big old or dirty piss doctor we'll see what he's sipping on oh another piss boy he was sipping on would you okay um <laughs> i mean that would be a hard that would be a harder one to get out of you like blood saliva oh she said semen oh you're like yellow fever man come over here clap in my van i gotta get me a specimen <laughs> Do you have any preferences? <laughs> Here, I got this nice magazine with this wonderful woman on the cover. You can see her ankles. <laughs> so, That's all um, it took. Of, of the many experiments he conducted on himself, one was uh, that of making incisions on his skin, especially his arms, and smearing the vomit of the infected Ooh. people into those incisions. I feel like that's going to burn. It's... I mean, the cuts alone are not going to feel good, but then... Vomit, ew. Yeah, so he's just like, give me some vomit, you know? Um, But when that failed to infect him, he resorted to pouring vomit of infected people... In his eyes? Into his eyeballs. How did he get the vomit? Was he just like, hey, are you done with this? I'm pretty sure it was... (laughs) Was it it a symptom? Yeah, yeah, not just vomiting. No, I know, but like, how did he... Like, was he, did he just collect it in, like, what a he, bucket? He, well, what he did was he'd walk down alleys, and he had a trench coat, and he would shake, and he goes, hey, you want to puke on me? <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to fucking puke on me? Well, Come on. Well, <gasps> what I was thinking, what I was going to say is, when you wear a lab coat, people will give you anything you ask for. <laughs> That's true. Even your baby. Even, to torture. Yeah, your baby. Give me your baby. Give me your baby. I need to put it in my wound. <laughs> can, can we, can we put a, a whole baby in his wound? Can we do a social experiment when we go downtown LA and we get lab coats and we just ask people for their vomit? Yeah, they'd give it to us. Just give me your vomit. You cannot use <laughs> mine. I don't need your vomit. Do you have a bucket right here in my mouth? Use that. No, you don't need a bucket. Just right here. Just right here. It's like you're you're just like holding out your shirt, like you know, like you carry a lot of things when you're younger. And you oh just, yeah. You put a lot of things like your shirt. You just oh kinda... yeah, when you're carrying a bunch of sodas, like yeah, sodas. At the, the birthday. Oh, and you're yeah. just holding out your shirt like that. And you're yeah. Like, Throw up in my shirt. Just fill it up. Just fill me up. <laughs> so, so um, after. Having vomit poured into his eyeballs, that also surprisingly actually failed to infect him. Oh. Um, so the next that thing, actually is really he, like, this guy will not stop at yeah. anything. No, that like that that is actually really interesting that he could put the the sick people's you know vomit into like wounds into his eyes and stuff, and he didn't get sick from that. Well, that's, that's actually really crazy. That's the thing. It's it's very similar to um, you know how people say. Poison versus venom. Poison. Oh yeah, all the time. Um, poison. If you you can you cannot drink poison. If it has to it, be injected. If poison is uh, ingested, it it will kill you. If venom is ingested, it will not kill you. Venom has to go into the bloodstream yeah. to kill you, or at least do major bodily harm. Yeah, it's the same thing with yellow fever. Okay. That's why mosquitoes were the ones that were spreading it because they're literally taking, flying needles. They're taking yeah, exactly. They're taking blood from somebody else and then sh- going directly into your arm and mixing the blood in like yeah. directly. So that's why it's it's also like how the pathogen like survives like in your body and stuff. Like, I think, I don't know, it's been a while since I took microbiology, but... Um, I've never gosh. taken it. That's the beauty of <laughs> That's a my but, but, like, different diseases are spread different ways. So, like, HIV, like, is spread, like, through bodily fluids. Yeah. And then other, like, like cholera is spread through, like, water and stuff. So, like, you can't... 
Well, that's weird because yeah. isn't HIV like you can't get it through saliva and stuff like that? You can you, only get it through you blood. Can uh, but you it's really really yeah. small chance. It's not really? as con- concentrated in saliva like a, as like you'd have in to drink semen like a cup or... full of saliva to get it. But you could. Yeah. Oh but like God. blood and like it's it's more like concentrated the virus in the blood and like the semen and stuff. That's why people get it from uh, like unprotected sex or like dirty needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes more sense actually. Okay, so I'll stop drinking the, those cups of. Uh, spit the, the one but you're guy, good the on the vomit guy. i'm you can drink I can all drink the as vomit, much vomit you as, want. I, as long as he didn't eat poison oh yeah then Ooh. i'm fucked yeah <laughs> so um then the meal becomes the buffet speaking of buffet the next thing he did was try to fry the vomit of the infected people and inhale the fumes oh god that smell a lot like vomit, vomit omelet vomit by itself, oh vomit omelet. Vomit by itself makes me want to throw up, but I couldn't imagine frying it. That's disgusting. Oh, God. absolutely atrocious. It's the it's the worst. Very creative. He, he is. Give him that. He's like at his neighbor's house wearing his coat. He's like, let me borrow your skillet. He's like, what are you going to use it for? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Look I'll at my coat. It. You know what? You'd help me if you threw up in the skillet before you gave it to me. <laughs> um. So he was doing that and pretty fucking disgusting i bet his either wife or partner or whoever the hell was living in a house with him was like don't come home what are you making fillet of fishes jesus christ man <laughs> it's a lot of fillet of fishes <laughs> wait is this a story about a man trying to Infected. make a scientific discovery or a man desperate to get yellow fever you know what <laughs> That is a very good question that we would probably have to dig up his vomit cover journal to actually find <laughs> out. But, um, but he's he's he sounds pretty suicidal. But I I think he was just doing this as like more like he sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he does. He does sound pretty cool actually. There's like a weird like part of me that's like respecting him for doing this shit. Yeah, like, like I would yeah. never do this, but like. All of my cool friends just drink until they vomit. This guy is trying to eat it. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he's willing yeah. to do anything in the name of science, which is like, <laughs> we don't even have anybody committed, that, like, that committed anymore. Yeah, people Bill like, Nye, step up, son. People are, like, trying to find the cure for something. Like, how much am I getting paid? And they're like, oh, a dollar less than last year. He's like, I'm out of here, you know? Yeah, yeah but but. It, but his name is also Stubbin, so maybe he had something to prove. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. He's like... They won't like me because of my stubbiness. They'll like me because of my vomit eating. <laughs> I'll show them. So uh, the next in line was that of to drink the diluted dark vomit of the patients. That was gross, but he Ew. did. Really but he did that, and surprisingly enough, nothing happened to him once again. So now he's drinking the vomit. He was he was inhaling. He's free basing the vomit off a skillet for a while. I'm sorry. Why did you have to add in the word dark? When you described the vomit, you uh, said the dark vomit. Oh, I, I, I apologize. I meant to say, I think I said he drank the diluted dark vomit, but it was undiluted dark vomit. So maybe it that was... has nothing to... No, why is Ew, it dark? But he was drinking it with water like before. Like he was... Maybe he was like, yeah, cut yeah. it. Are people puking black vomit? What no, is... I think it's just probably darker. Like he would, he might have been using the... the the diluted versions for most of it, but now he's like, guess I got to drink oh, the, the straight up. Just a straight like, shot. Yeah, exactly. he had shot glasses to do this. I would. I he's got that it. little like game that you, you spin shots. You spin the shot glass you and can't have lands can't, on him every time because he's on a slope. You can't. Oh, my turn. You can't, you can't take a sip of something and then look back at the glass and realize you have to have more of that. Like, it has to be a shot glass, like one and done. Yeah. You know, so. Double shot. So, finally, when vomit failed to yield results, he does... <laughs> 
he the results he desired, he started smearing himself with urine, saliva, and blood of the infected people. He was a big piss boy. Results of the experiments? Nothing happened to him. Still, but he was a big piss boy. Big piss boy. He he not just a little one. I mean, big piss boy. He at this point he was like, "Fuck the doctor's coat. I'm just gonna rub myself down." Okay, well, you you know it. You know at one point, like in his mind, he was like, "I've got this. I got this kiddie pool of piss," and he's like, "I'm not getting sick from it. It's got to be straight from the body." So he's 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 got like people just pissing on him. I mean, not on him. No, that has that has like. Based on his track record, for what I'm hearing, like, I feel like his next train of thought would be like, oh, it was out in the open too long. I need it fresh from the body. Come pee so on me. what I'm thinking is he's he's got a bucket. He's walking down the cobblestone streets of Philadelphia, and yeah. then he, he finds a yellow-fevered man who has a full bladder, pees in the bucket, does the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory run back to his house after yeah. he gets the golden ticket. <laughs> Holding it up in the air. And they're like... Run, Stubbins, run! And he's just like, I got a cold, I got a bag of urine. You've got the piss now, son, keep running! <laughs> yeah, so like, I think that's what he's doing. Like, I don't think he's, he might be inviting them back, but I feel like he's he's definitely got a bucket. He's definitely walking down the street. See, I think he was too anxious to get all the way back. I think he just doused himself in the alley. Oh, I bet he would. Too. I bet he like tripped on purpose. He's like, oops, and then just like dunks on himself, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yep. He has no shame. He's got little water wings on his arms. Yeah. He wants everyone to see. He wants the glory. He does. He does. He's like he he wants the he wants the golden glory shower. Golden. So, but based on uh. his uh, crazy experiments and the results derived, Stubbins declared that his hypothesis was absolutely correct and that yellow fever was not at all contagious. Um, which is was it not? It's it is it's not contagious. It, like I said, it has to have a vector. Yeah. So if like you have or, it and I'm sitting across from you, like I can't get it from you unless unless you have an open wound on your arm. With he, I think he just didn't have an open wound. If he got that blood into a cut in, on his body, blood on blood, but not the not the piss on blood. No, I don't. I don't or was it piss? No, it was is the puke. Puke. Because didn't, didn't he cut his arm and he got the puke on it? Yeah, I think he got some okay. puke in there. But, um, mm. yeah, I think he just needs the blood, you know. But um, but the results of Stubbins' experiments, he, he was actually wrong. Yellow fever is highly contagious, it says here, <laughs> and is spread by mosquito bites. Uh, this, however, was proven by Carlos Finlay, a Cuban scientist, 60 years after the death of Stubbins. Damn, that's a long time to, like... And I'm, I'm, I'm just, like... Uh, I'm tired of the Cubans taking everything from us as far as like Cubans. yellow fever oh, no. related. <laughs> they took like there go the all technology. your Cuban listeners. Oh my god! Do we have no. listeners in Cuba? Don't we have a listener in like in like Korea? It probably is a guy who clicked, high Korean he got, listener. He got lost and probably clicked an episode by accident. Eh. So if you're a Korean listener right now, please like DM us because I really want to know how you found us. But can I can I have one more confession to make? Yeah. Um, about Stebbins. Um, later, he was also found out that the Stebbins used bodily fluids of late stage patients who were no longer infected or contagious. Well, so you know, he you, was he well, was kind of playing it safe. Oh but you got to try both sides. You got to play. You got to play both sides. He's like, okay, I need to taste this. You fill oh. in the blank. Mmm, that's very sweet. A little bitter. Um, now I have to try the infected one. Ooh, you know, it, it's this one tastes a little bit more like 
horseradish. Mm, okay, so you think it was a taste preference? I think Cute. it was a taste test. So I think the question really goes back to what Riley was saying. Is, is and not not necessarily was this man suicidal, but what was this man's fetish that he was hiding behind a doctor's coat? No, he just I mean, wanted to eat vomit. I think he was just dumb, and he, I think he was just like, uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm finding like infected patients. But he said he found like l- later latter stage patients. But at that point, I guess he thought they were more contagious. But I guess they ended mm-hmm. up being not contagious. So the cuts themselves, like that, might have given, especially when he rub, rubs blood on himself, like yeah, yeah, that might have gotten him something if if that person was still contagious. But I mean, let alone don't try these experiments like this on yourself or anyone for that matter. Yeah. Like, that's probably good. Don't call. impersonate a doctor just <laughs> uh, to fulfill your right? weird fetishes. Yeah. Well, he um, was a doctor, but he probably should have got his license. That, he was actually probably brilliant back then. This is the only thing on his Wikipedia page. By I mean, the way. You, re- you really can't. <laughs> he was brilliant. He was frying vomit. Yeah. You know, sometimes... I mean, maybe he invented the frying pan. Hey, done. who knows? Hey, hey. I mean, you know, you can't you can't doubt him. He really uh sure like nowadays looking back on it, it's like, dude, what the fuck? But like back then, like who knows, maybe he could have made a huge breakthrough. Yeah. I he mean, was just trying things that had never been done. So I I, yeah. I respect, as funny as it is, like I do respect him. I respect yeah. him for putting his own life on the line. Like being like, yeah. I'm going to try to figure this out and that's why I'm like Stubbins Stubbins, what's his last name? Fit Firth. Uh, Firth. With double F. Two Fs, which is crazy yeah. to look at. Yeah. Uh, Stubbins Firth till I die. I thought you were going to talk about David Firth. I don't know who that is. But we'll actually, that's later. like how they, um, what they did with smallpox to find the cure. The like doctor, like. They pissed on each inno- other? No, he like inoculated <laughs> himself with like um, oh. cowpox. And that's how you like treat smallpox is like. No way. By inoculating yourself did they let with him the keep virus. His, did they let him keep his uh, medical degree after he became a cow? <laughs> gotta get a bigger coat though yeah uh, way bigger yeah. coat yeah so. yeah where's the doctor he's in the pasture eating <laughs> i mean i'm no scientist but um if someone gave me the sickness like i'm the not sickness whatever sickness it is like i'm not gonna sleep until i figure out how to salt like you know yeah it's a good motivator Let's it's a great that. motivator for sure <laughs> so, but and they're like, and once you inject yourself with it, they're like, um, so it, we, we'll get the, we'll get the results, uh, in, in two days. And you're like, I have 24 hours. Yeah. I have 24 hours. So, um, fuck. I did not that plan one this through. I so. also lied. I forgot. I just remembered the story that he actually infected a child first with smallpox that and then the kid like was fine. And he was like, Oh, now I'll try it. That sounds, yep. that sounds, see, that's why I'm Stubbins all the way. Yep. Stubbins first. Number one yeah, doctor. Number one badass. He, he what just, do you think they call him around the uh, the lab? Dirty Firth. <laughs> dirty Firth. Piss boy oh Firth. God. Yeah, like he did the things that He's you didn't want to do. You know. So. But like Stubbins, like Stub, they call him Stubby. Yeah, Stubboner. They probably had a couple of nicknames for him. I mean, probably his name wasn't the funniest thing about him. Uh, they found out, you know, well, he came into work covered in shit and piss and blood and vomit. And they're hey. like, yo, okay, his name, he's really, he's really going up. You know, the name's irrelevant at this point. I mean, that's a good tactic though. I mean, let's, you put in perspective, if, if you're a girl and your last name is Boner, maybe you just got to start showing up to places covered in piss and. People will forget about the fact your last name is Boner. I mean, don't don't choose something that's also related to a Boner. Maybe just go for Vomit, you know? I'm going to call you Vomit Girl, which yeah, is sure. way better than Boner. 
Well, you can't. You didn't know my last name, so I don't know what you thought. Shut up, was. boner. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's me. That's that. I'm done. All right, really. All right, is it my turn? All right, my story is about where I'm from, Montana, and it's about big sky country. Yeah. You know why they call it that, right? Smallest sky in the fifty states. Yeah, it's a, it's an ironic name. Mm-hmm. It's very true. No, <laughs> it's beautiful there. Um, but this story is a little darker. Ooh, um, so this is about the Montana Terrial, Territorial Prison, which is in Deer Lodge, Montana. And it's kind of like halfway in between Helena and Missoula, which are two kind of like major cities. I've heard of both of those. Yeah. I've never been to either. And so <laughs> I'm from Helena. The state, yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta, you know. Well, Helena's the capital, so hopefully you learned that. In I like also know fifth grade. Joe. There's a small town called Joe, Montana. Do you guys know that? Shut up. You didn't know that? Shut oh up. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> with your with your forty nine ers soccer. Montana, baby. Yeah, he plays soccer. Yeah, he's a big soccer that's what guy. I thought. Okay. Quarterback for the forty nine ers. Yeah. They're basically a up. bunch of field fairies. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Just Holy kidding. Cow. I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't. I just you like don't. to talk shit. <laughs> well, she mean, really hates lately, football season lately, but I don't mind it. Anyways, so. This prison was established in like 1871 in attempts to tame the Wild West because um, apparently they didn't have prisons before then. So they was... had like small jails that you could like bend the bars and get out of. There. Yeah, yeah, like like the old movies, like kind of stuff. Like, like they sh- didn't ever have like a state prison. No, they yeah, it was just like sheriffs who well, were sleeping. They had behind jails, a desk. not penitentiaries. Isn't that the difference is a jail oh, is a smaller yeah. building like, and a penitentiary a, yeah. is for like hundreds like of people. Prison, yeah. yeah, like a jail is like when you're overnight like yeah. drunk or yeah. something. Yeah, and every jail was a, a sheriff sleeping behind a desk with his, with his cha- keys just with, hanging. And his, yeah. cha- and his chair creaking And there's like a hungry dog oh, and you yeah. like yep. get it over with the bone. Pirates of the Caribbean style. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the governor at the time, his name was James M. Ashley. Demanded a properly equipped penitentiary, and Congress gave him no more than $40,000 to erect a prison in Montana. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. What year was this? Um, in 1867. Okay, so that's a lot of money. 40000 That's probably like... It was not a lot of money. 400000 That's like half shit. a Tesla. <laughs> okay, yeah. but in today's standards... Well, also they're prisons, so like all you have to do is just like put like, like make a make stack some rocks around a guy, and you know you got a prison, right? So they didn't they didn't care if it was nice, okay? No, it was not Tesla's that much money. Nicer than any prison you'll find. That's I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Bury me in a Tesla. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but like, basically, they got small amounts of money like throughout the year to like build the prison. Prison, but it was like in shambles they had like nothing really and they didn't even have a security fence or a wall for a time period like surrounding the prison Holy it was shit. like a wooden like picket fence oh my god yeah yeah okay i take that back that yeah you, you know, know what I mean? well maybe somebody was pocketing the money because i feel like you could have built a, at least a fence around your prison yeah right i mean i don't know how i much guess not like were, shit but... they had to build the prison first and then they're like fuck we're out of money yeah guess, no time for a fence i guess so shit um, but basically it took them like over 50 years to like build a functional prison because they could only get like a thousand dollars from Congress like every couple of years. In 1890, Frank Connolly became the new warden 
And he would hold that position until 1921. And he kind of was a hard ass, uh, to say the least. You got to be if you're running a prison, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, Believed very strongly in uh, corporal pr- punishment, honestly. Ooh, my <laughs> and, favorite. And he believed that the prisoners should work, and he basically had the prisoners build the entire prison, and most notably a four-and-a-half-foot-thick sandstone wall, finally. See, that's how you stretch a dollar. You get the prisoners to oh, build yeah. something, <laughs> and then they, they finish it, and they realize they just built themselves into a jail. It's like, it's like, it's like Dwight, mind you know, Dwight from The Office, where he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, I'm going to, he goes, uh, when he gets the Christmas, uh, the nutcracker thing, he can't figure out what it is, and he goes, I had a very similar idea for Al-Qaeda. I would send them a piece every day, and they would build it, oh, and then they would, yeah. at the end of the, uh, like, the last piece, they found out that they, I, they built themselves into a prison. Like, <laughs> that's, like, brilliant. But, but at the same time, if, I don't know, if you're building that shit like i feel like you'd be the first person to know its weaknesses and how to get out oh that's a good point yeah like you build it there's no incentive to build it well you guys you guys act like you didn't have older siblings that made you build yourselves into your own prisons before like couch forts way worse Oh no! I don't, don't laugh i don't i feel like you should talk about this with your therapist yeah you are my therapist oh god not until you start paying me oh but uh <laughs> okay no more no more dinner dates for you <laughs> but connolly was a pretty He's he pretty. was he was wow. quite a guy <laughs> pretty he yeah. also um employed prisoners at his 11 privately owned ranches so Hell yeah. free labor for him yeah that's a nice that's a that's yeah. a better gig it's off off-site gig yeah off-site and he they also built over 500 miles of roads in montana including oh. mcdonald pass which I've driven probably like a hundred times in my life. That's really cool that like you, that's like yeah. a childhood road of yours. Yeah, but it's so steep. Like that must have been so fucking hard for them to build and like in the winter and stuff. Like oh, yeah. Montana winters, it just, it's, they ain't easy. Yeah. It's so huge. Like you're, you're literally like crossing an entire mountain. Obviously it's a pass, but oh, wow. it's not like... It's not messing around. It's a big pass. I feel like those guys are just like really happy to get out of there and like and just do some outside. No, work yeah, maybe. no way. If you you don't know what a Montana winter is like, oh, they didn't have them building it in the dead of winter. They probably did it in spring and but summer it was, months. It was really dismal conditions. Like it, this kind of like set the stage for like the whole kind of history of the prison. I guess. Okay. Um. So the people were like the prisoners there were like treated really really poorly. They didn't have like any sort of rights like they kind of do today. And there was like a lot of corruption. Um, and sort of like due to this maltreatment, in 1908, two inmates planned an attack on the warden. The inmates attacked Connolly and Deputy Warden Robinson while they were having a meeting. The inmates stabbed Robinson to death and severely wounded Connolly. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait, so Connolly was the warden. Yeah, and then Deputy Warden Robinson the, got killed. It. See, that's confusing. His name's Warden Robinson. No, wait, he's the Deputy Warden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Deputy Warden Robinson. I was like, damn, dude, he should have been the warden. <laughs> warden, Warden a, Robinson. No, that is not a, that is, that is a classic misunderstanding. Okay. The old mix-up. Well, he did. So did did <laughs> fuck? Did they say um, what they stabbed him with? They didn't, but I actually 
went on a tour of this prison when I worked at a summer camp. Yeah. Oh. And um, it was with a bunch of first graders, and the tour guide uh, showed us all of the shanks that <gasps> the shit they would hide up their butts and he told a bunch of first graders that very interesting fact that's funny to so i had to explain <laughs> explain that. Hell yeah. i just i find like the irony in like so, someone in his position getting yeah. killed by inmates by like the tools that they make to kill each other yeah. like i i'm sure it was like a shank i don't i don't think i like um i mean so. if they're still building shit it might have been like a ball peen hammer yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It was like in 18, 1908, so yeah, pretty they, sure they didn't have metal detectors. They, they also had like looser rules. Where like, we're yeah. gonna tr- like, a man's word is everything. And they like yeah. shook on it, and they're like, you better give that hammer back. Like, Yeah. yeah. They didn't on. have checkout And sheets. he was also like literally using them as slaves. Yeah, <laughs> They exactly. were pissed. I mean, there's that but, too. But um, they, they only wounded Connolly, who was the actual main warden. The target. Yeah, and he required like, 103 stitches to stabilize and the guy actually one of the inmates stabbed him and then he shot the inmate like to death so Mm. not a good person but a badass well yeah Yeah, i mean badass i i feel like i feel like you're kind of you're you're almost like null and void if you get stabbed a hundred stitches yeah. worth you're allowed to shoot whoever you want because i mean not whoever you want you're allowed to shoot the guy that did that to you you're not a yeah. bad person then because you're just you know you're yeah. a normal person that's called self-defense yeah, yeah true yeah but um he actually he almost died because one of the wounds came within one eighth of an inch of his jugular vein oh and it left like a nasty scar that he took to his grave. Even cooler. Yeah. That's pretty badass. If you're a warden and you like have that, you're like, yes, yeah, right. No one would fuck with you. If I had to be a warden, they I'd be me. like, I would just go to like a doctor and be like, is there any way I can just like get plastic surgery to have like badass scars that right. the prisoners would like respect? He's like, he's like, they, they slashed my jugular and they promoted me to super warden. Like, you yeah. got to have a nasty scar if you want to yeah. be yeah. top warden. So both of the. Uh, surviving inmates were hanged, but only after Connolly made sure they were well enough to be tried for their crimes and executed. Wait, c- c- you I, mean hung? I thought. Sorry, it's hanged. It is hanged. It is I hanged. Know, I have to keep correcting I've, it. I fucked that up like um, twice. I thought you said he shot them. I think there was um, four, and some of them survived. <laughs> oh, like, just shot inmates. a bystander. <laughs> like, <laughs> I shot him, and they look over at like. Uh, it's like Warden Johnson, Robinson, it's like Warden Robinson, yeah. and he has like all these bullet holes, and he's like, "Damn, they got him!" It's I'm like, like <laughs> it's like the old guy's been locked up for a very questionable sentence. It's like the librarian. He's like, "Oh, he's like, I was in for tax evasion." <laughs> <laughs> he's like full of bullet holes. So. And so those two people were the only people to ever be executed on prison grounds, and they're oh. said to haunt the yep. prison. I'd be Ooh. pretty pissed. I mean, yeah. they kind of deserved it, but I'd still be pretty pissed. Yeah. yeah. But it gets worse. Oh, no. For Deer Lodge Prison. It always sure. gets worse at a prison. Yeah, Does it ever get better? Yeah. So in 1959, the prison was undergoing a reform with Warden Powell leading the way. And they hired Powell from Wisconsin in an attempt to modernize a crumbling facility. So basically, the prison was falling apart. Yeah, it basically was like a black market uh, for drug dealing. Organs? And... Organs? Weapons? Um, oh, organs. I, was I like... think. No, I'm talking about the, like the, the pianos and churches. Yeah. You like oh, pianos. yeah. D- 
definitely some of that yeah. going on. I mean, that's just that's a given. I mean, that, like is that most prisons? Notorious. It's like they're they're it's, it's, you go into prison clean, but you like you you beat up a guy and then you leave like addicted to meth or something. Well, it's it's like that. What's that show? The the HBO show. Um, Oranges last black. night. Ballers. Oh no. Ballers. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about the. Yeah, I never saw it. But you're thinking uh, you're one. Holy like, shit! That's uh, a good show. Uh, the the night before. Uh, yeah, the, the night after. The night after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good show. I'd the watch night it. of actually. The night of. <laughs> it's not before or after. It's of. I don't remember what it was called, but it's a good show. Yeah, I, I really want to see it. It sounds it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I guess this was really bad because they uh, called in someone all the way from Wisconsin and his friend and colleague Ted Roth. And they basically came in to crack down on these inmates and, like, the guards, too, who were super corrupt. So they faced um, a lot of criticism from that uh, reform, yeah, which kind of set the stage for a riot. Oh, yeah. I love a good prison riot. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to go to prison just to start a prison riot. I do. And this is one bad apple. I usually, oh, stand, sure. up, I oh. usually stand up in the, in the lunchroom and I go... Riot and everyone just starts going. It's like an old fashioned food fight, and you yeah. just you go say food fight. And no, you go, riot. let's kill the, let's kill the. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, go, you scream food fight. You don't. Let's kill the custodians. Riot. <laughs> food riot. <laughs> the what custodians kind of keep deleting my. To? They keep erasing my graffiti. Let's kill them. Yeah. Oh man, basically. So. But uh, this this guy, Jerry Miles, he was a hardened criminal, and he had done some time in an infamous prison, you might have heard of it, called Alcatraz. Oh, that's Ooh. a big one. That's near me. Good yeah. old Alki. And he, he started off his career, I guess, in his Atlanta, career. and they were like, fuck that guy. He is too intense for us, and shipped him off to Alcatraz. Yeah. And they're like, what is uh, most like Siberia in the, in the United States? And they were like, Montana, he goes. Oh, so that's the coldest fucking place possible. Yeah, well, probably at the time they didn't have Alaska yet. Yeah, but wow, that's crazy, actually. Yeah, it's weird to think about. I'm pretty sure, actually, I don't know. I believe you. You can lie to me. I believe you. (laughs) So it was that, yeah. But he was known for drawing attention to himself through suicide attempts, um, petty disturbances, and sexual deviancy. At that point, when you're in a prison cell, what else do you do besides sexual deviancy, right? I don't know. You tell me. Just like <laughs> pressing your penis up against the food. Just, just <laughs> slapping food it. Slot, food. You just slap it between the bars. The guy's like trying to slide your food in. Like, God damn it, Bill. Was that your penis? <laughs> you got in the goddamn mashed potatoes again. Like, you touched really it. Bored. Yeah, I win. You touched it. <laughs> you touched it. That's all I needed for the week. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway. I get I mean, they didn't really elaborate on that, um, from the resource I use. So who knows? Mm. Sounds like that could be very plausible. So they can't confirm that they were shoving their dongers down the, the food chute. I can't confirm or no deny confirmation. that. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Let's That's just okay. leave it up to the imagination. It's more yeah. fun that way. When we go back to Montana we can go there and I'll I'll ask those important questions. Mm. Yeah, you you can. The can't wait. the tour guide is obviously very inappropriate. Yeah, I can't so. wait. He's like, "Hey, first graders, you want to see where they hit it?" And he pulls down his pants and bends <laughs> oh over. Oh, like God. this, but on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Like I remember, one of the kids literally was like, 
was, they were like, but isn't it sharp? Oh, that's a that's a sharp kid. No pun no, intended. Like, that kid's going places. Oh, he understands too much. No, yeah. yeah. If you're I asking mean, questions like that, you know too much. He's like as sharp as yeah. slender. That's the thing. <laughs> the girth is what gets you. <laughs> anyway, oh I'm not. I'm not here to discuss uh, Shanghai, and I'm just here to listen to a story. So, so this is uh, Jerry Miles. He had a boyfriend, oh. and his name was Lee Smart. Uh, Hell of a <laughs> name. Smart was a young seventeen-year-old who was apparently the belle of the ball oh. in this prison. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted some of what he prison Mike. Yeah, you're the belle of the ball. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> yeah, basically, and he actually had to. Um, hire a bodyguard to keep like the older convicts like away from him because he was like so he hot. hired one for himself yeah he like paid a different inmate like 10 bucks to like be like yo make sure no one fucks me oh shit <laughs> basically but, but then he got a boyfriend so so i guess isn't, he changed his mind he just was boyf- waiting for the right person i was gonna say isn't a isn't a boyfriend like basically just like a non-paid bodyguard to a certain extent well, he wanted a oh, consensual it's relationship. Paid. It's paid, but the debts are much different. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he paid with his... His sleek, sexy 17-year-old body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the story real quick. I mean, I was, I was trying to say is they like he also the joined the gang that his boyfriend was a part of. So okay. maybe that was like his like way of protecting himself. Yeah, that's how you, was, I mean, that's how you do it in prison. Was it White Power him. Bill? It was Jerry Miles was his boyfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't remember what you're talking about. White Power Bill. Oh, I, mean, I don't. Show, I it's uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. White Power. I am white. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I remember that part now, yeah. Um, yeah, and so basically they were in a gang and they trafficked narcotics into the prison and the faithful day on April 16th, 1959, Jerry Miles and Lee Smart initiated the riot and how they started it was a guard was actually opening a window to let in the spring breeze. He's like, oh, I yeah. hope, he, he opens, he's like, I hope I don't get pushed out of this shit. I could just imagine, because it's like, when you watch like uh, uh, Orange and New Black or like prison shows, yeah. like there's usually like the one prison guard that's like the one that's like a nice person, like a sweetheart. Yeah. I could just imagine this guy like prancing in, just like, oh, I cannot wait to share this summer breeze with all of you. And he pops the window open and then what happens Gosh, next? Um, and this is actually really weird. So they were the Miles and Smart were like storing gasoline, like from their like when they would be out in the from, yard and from stuff the, from in their, their daily, room from their, their daily huffs. stipend of gasoline. <laughs> for their, yeah, I guess their, for their gas huffs. They're like, here's your lunch and your cup of gas. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, Thanks. we're saving that shit for the riot. <laughs> but um, anyways, when he was opening the window, they poured gasoline <gasps> all over him, oh. and then they used a lit broom to threaten the guard until he handed over his keys and his rifle that's, that's really that's that actually pretty good that is probably the best okay yeah. that's probably why that they don't let prisoners get their hands on gasoline anymore because that is the, probably the <laughs> most of, like yeah. gunpoint you go 
you're not going to shoot me. But, like, if you're covered in gasoline already, yeah. it makes it a little bit more real than, like, I could just have, like, a tiny spark of a flame. It could be an accident. Yeah. I don't have to pull the trigger. And realistically, they could have just lit him up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did could've. they? <laughs> did no, they? they didn't. So they actually took him, like, they took his keys and his rifle, and then they took him to this place called The Hole. Oh, oh I know yeah. about The Hole. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Everybody knows about The Hole. It's where you go if you're you're punished in prison. They put you in The Hole. Oh, I thought it was a good thing. What? <laughs> That's that's that? I thought that's where you hide the shiv. <laughs> it, it is where you hide too. the shiv. Everyone has their own personal. Oh hole. my god, they fit a whole guy in there. But I, I, I don't know if this is how it is in all prisons. But this was basically solitary confinement. But there was literally no light at all. Yeah, yeah that, that's what black. they do. That's like, what it yeah. is. If you've oh, ever okay. seen like The Longest Yard, they like take Adam Sandler. He won't play ball, so like they <laughs> they put him and they put him in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> that Which is, one? That is. Where the ships are captured. That's, that's <laughs> the one that you wanted to bring up was the longest yard. I'm trying to reach a mass audience. Tracy Morgan was a cheerleader. I'm trying to do a mass audience. It's where oh, they put you if you don't play ball. God. And it's like, there's like, there's like a couple light holes in there. And they don't, they don't, they feed you like the worst food and like only once a day. And it's really hot in there. And I, well, I think the, the main idea is that it, it, cause it, it takes you from like all of your senses kind of. So you can't really see, there's nothing to hear. Yeah. You don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. yeah. It's like really disorienting. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically within 30 minutes, the inmates had complete control of the prison. Oh, shit. Um, so that was pretty quick. With one rifle and a set of keys? Damn, they're good. Well, they also like captured other guards. Oh, okay. So, okay. And it wasn't just them two. They were just kind of like the leaders of it. So they had yeah. like a few other people involved. But Let's okay. just say they had a few pints of gas up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. Um, so... The two wardens, Warden Roth and Powell, were having a meeting in Powell's office, which was conveniently located across the street. And Roth, uh, who's the deputy warden, deputy warden, um, he actually returned to his office, which was inside the prison, without even noticing the riot was happening. Wow! Well, without Twitter, how would you know? (laughs) And so he just sits down at his desk, and um, Miles comes in and attacks him with a meat cleaver. Oh fuck! That, yeah. I think that's still one of like my top. He's like, "Where'd you get that? You're not allowed in the kitchen." Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. that's that's still like one of the top like weapons. That, like I don't even know what to think of it, but like when you hear like, "Oh, he got attacked by a meat cleaver," like just those two words together is like shit. <laughs> it got cleaved. It, yeah. it does sound like the least, in my personal opinion, it does sound like the least effective blade weapon. But that but also makes it the prison. most. But that also makes it. Choose. No, no. I just mean like, like I would have, I would have grabbed like um, a Michael Myers pointy knife. Yeah. But that's <laughs> like also a, a kitchen pointy. kitchen knife, not like a meat cleaver. Like, I don't know. It just there's no stabbing action in a meat cleaver. Mm. But it but that's will... what makes it terrifying is that it's so it's shitty it's that heavy. if you're gonna get killed, oh. like I'd rather get killed with a like a perfectly sharp blade than a butter mm, knife because it's point. like a butter knife is going to be just like the most agonizing death ever. Well, yeah. fortunately, the meat cleaver didn't kill him because huh? he used a, it. a letterbox to like fight him off. But then Myers just shot him. So oh, he, he... unfortunately, he died. Oh, so he did die. Yeah, the deputy, the another deputy um, warden, died at the hands For of inmates. Unfortunately, oh. and um. So Why'd he the, go in with the meat cleaver if he had a gun? 
He's like, let's make it a fair fight. Fuck, I'm losing. (laughs) (laughs) So we got with a letterbox. What's a letterbox? I thought you meant a letter opener. No, I think like I think a letterbox is like just a big metal box that you put letters into. Oh, okay. Like it was. This was in like 1908. Okay. So probably just like a wooden box or a metal box where he stored like his letters, and so he could keep track of. It's like your emails. Yeah. I think it's I think it's yeah. a metal box with a lock on it that people can put stuff in, but you uh, have to like unlock to get it out. Okay. So it's like he'd probably leave it on his desk, so when people if he wasn't there, people could drop letters off and stuff. And it's also a weapon, so well, yeah. it's a good shield. Actually, this was 1959, so I don't know why he had a letter box. I think. Well, I mean, I just remember, yeah, still I no said email. 1908. Still no email. Yeah. True. Holy shit, that doesn't seem but, that long ago. No. Anyways, um, who they really wanted was Powell, who was the main warden. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used a guard to, like, basically call and be like, oh, like, there's just something happening over here. Like, not a big deal, but you should, like, come over. He's like, hey, boss, I think there's something wrong with this knife stuck in my ass. And he's like, <laughs> what? He's like, oh, I mean, I mean, the, the, the chow's looking weird. <laughs> come come check it out. Like, yeah. just anything to, like, yeah, coax yeah. him out. And so they, they took him hostage. But he actually escaped after they took him hostage oh my he, god yeah because he told the that's jugular slice right no this is a, a different warden but they just hire badass oh, wardens yeah. this is like a few like uh decades later okay. I, well, I so feel this like is mo- like the second big incident that happens there i feel okay. like it's a very common thing for like wardens back in the day to be like like war vets almost like yeah a couple of badasses you'd be hardened yeah yeah but he escaped because the prisoners that were guarding him he was like Hey, I'll just uh, take some years off your sentence if you let me out the back door. And they were like, "Go right ahead." Yeah, because honestly, yeah. I, like yeah. that's what, what they were fighting for. Like the the whole point of a riot is angst to a certain point. Yeah. It's not like I'm like most people who start the riot are like probably lifers anyway. So they're just like, you know, why not try to get back at them for treating us like shit? And then the guys who are like, I only got ten years in here. If I yeah. can get five shaved off, like. Fuck, we're not we're not all escaping from here, so yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. do that. And the point of the riots was Myers, um, the guy that started them. He just wanted to start trouble. He didn't exactly. care. He had been in prison like his whole life, so he just like it's fun. wanted it attention. Was fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, spoiler alert: I don't think there's ever been a prison riot that ended up them just being like, you know what? Everybody's free if you just stop. Yeah. Or I mean, I think that the main goal is like maybe we'll all get free, or some of us will get free, but no, yeah, no one ever does. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so. Once Powell gets out, they kind of start negotiating with the prisoners. It, but when he finds out that his friend Roth, also his deputy warden, was killed, he's like, fuck that. And he calls the motherfucking National Guard. Oh. I mean, that's who you call. And who are you going to call? The National Guard. That's a Ghostbusters <laughs> reference. No, that's the National Guard. Oh. What's, what a, what's a Ghostbuster? It's like the National Guard, but bad and four guys Oof. and ghosts uh, no the movie's good i don't mean the movie's bad. Uh, okay. i just mean they're not they're they're you very... like the newer version more national guards no <laughs> i didn't see the newer version i just mean <laughs> Shit, let's move on <laughs> your joke was bad my joke was my explanation was worse let's move on anyways <laughs> uh 36 hours after the riot began the national guard fired a bazooka <gasps> At the Northwest Tower of Cell Block 1, which is kind of where, like, the they believed where the inmates were kind of, like, housed. Like, I guess set up their, like, base camp. I also love how you can date a story by when it's referred to as a bazooka. 
Yeah. What true. is it now? Like a rocket launcher? RPG, maybe. Or I mean, they're it, rocket like, propelled feel, grenade. Yeah, like nowadays it's like I like bazooka. There's Bazooka's way better. like there's way bigger terms like for exactly what you're dealing with. But like back then, just like it went and exploded. That's a or that's a bazooka. It made a bazooka. And, and also, I take, we call it that. <laughs> I take back the fact that like I said, the National Guard was better than the Ghostbusters because the National Guard's like. Hurry, put a big ass hole in the side of the building. And yeah. you're like, wait, won't they escape easier? He's like, just do it. <laughs> like, there's no point in firing a fucking bazooka in there. Just like go in and be like, but the same, that's a, it's maybe a good, just like, like stun them. All you like, do is pop three of them and they go, oh shit, we're all gonna die if we don't just surrender right or now. Or you just blow down yeah. half the building and they're like, oh fuck. Yeah, like God, they just had a bazooka and, and they really wanted to use it, it felt like. Yeah. That's probably what it is. So, so while one guy was firing the bazooka, Another guy was firing a machine gun cool. into the same window. So that's really, a good, that's a good really tactic. overkill, maybe. Well, I mean, that's that one way for player. like if I'm standing there and a bazooka blows a hole in the wall, and all of a sudden there's a fucking Gatling gun shooting bullets in there, I'm just like, yep, I'm done. That's what going, going back to myself. <laughs> going back to myself. And so soldiers also stormed the prison, and a team ascended the tower. And when they entered the tower, they found the bodies of Miles and Smart. Dead from a, an apparent murder suicide. So who killed who? Miles killed his boyfriend, Smart, and then killed himself. Okay, so he killed the seventeen year old. Yeah, and then killed himself. Yeah, that, that's what a, that's what a good older boyfriend. Does. Yeah, he takes control of that that murder oh suicide because you know the seventeen year old is like really scared. And he's like, I got you, and then he's just like, Do you know how they killed me? Like slash his throat, or just like I don't know. I'm What's I'm like assuming the, they like. like he like shot him because oh, it was like two minutes. They had, yeah, they had guns at that point. Yeah, I he's okay. like, oh fuck, they're like storming. He's yeah. like, pow pow. Yeah, he kills his boyfriend, then he kills himself. Did yeah. did we did we get an answer why the seventeen year old was in this this prison? Um, he murdered someone. Yeah, okay. And then he can he, die. He like murdered. <laughs> I forget. I ha- I like have it on. I mean, we get it. He's a murderer. I mean, like a seventeen year old has to do some fucked up shit to get into that situation to begin with. I feel like. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're also just probably just like, yeah, a, a murder is enough to, to get into prison for yeah. sure, especially back then. Oh, yeah. like They didn't take chances on that. Oh, yeah. He, he literally bludgeoned someone to death. That's a little bit more. So, that, that's, that's a, a bad yeah. way to go. Yeah, because because shooting someone. I'd rather like, get shot and get yeah. bludgeoned. Bludgeoned means that there's a lot of anger involved and there's yeah. a lot of like pre, oh, not premeditation, but like you're definitely yeah following through with this thing that's not yeah. just spur of the moment definitely yeah. two evil people yeah that also mur- went cute. on to murder yeah apparently <laughs> he was super they, cute. they actually described him that he had a duck-tailed haircut Ooh. which that sounds like, like that went out of style that's yeah, what that's what jb would have had if he was there back then yeah he probably was like prison justin bieber yeah. exactly but he could dance and then he's like and then he's like as his boyfriend shot him in the head, he's like, one less lonely boy. <laughs> and then he just died. So, he died right oh there. That's, a, that's an early Justin joke for you Justin heads out you there. You JB heads. Is that, is that what they're called? Justin heads? Nope, but I made it up. They're uh, believers. Believers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great when uh, the 28-year-old and the 26-year-old have to explain to the 23-year-old a girl that I used to be a believer too is the worst part. Wow. Well, I was always a Justin head, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? His last album was good. I'm not I'm not going to be ashamed to say that. True that. It was good. I became a Justin head after that. I had a ring I had my my <laughs> ringback tone was um 
Was it? I think it was one less one less lonely girl. I don't remember. One it was, los lonely girl. Yeah, it was a Spanish. <laughs> <version>. <laughs> I had a I had a ringback tone that was one of his songs, and my my college track coach would refuse to call me and would call my roommate and tell him when my practice was. Classic college coach. But <laughs> all right, I so, want to finish this. Yeah, time. I want to. Oh, it's not done. It. Sorry. Almost done. This is where it gets a little spooky. So the prison actually closed in 1979, so 20 years after that riot happened. And it now operates as a museum and tourist attraction. Oh. Um, hence why I went there with a group of first graders yeah. for my job. Whose idea was it to take the first graders to a prison? Okay, well... It's, One of the first graders. <laughs> it's a cool historical My place. dad's in prison. I want to go to the prison. <laughs> but... Yeah, you shouldn't tell first graders past. about... No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, no. Yeah. Anyways, we've covered you that. Not, you don't have a planetarium? Planetarium? We don't have much in Montana. We're okay. just like, well... That was a South Park joke if no one <laughs> I, got that one. I know. I'm like, I'm laughing. Planetarium? Yeah, I was laughing off. Uh, I don't watch South that. Park. Well, that was when it was good, so... Right. Yeah. So, now people say that the prison is haunted by the spirits of inmates who once roamed the halls, especially the notorious ones, like the two prisoners that were hanged and Miles and Smart. Mm. And um, some people say that they feel cold spots when they're walking through or hear footsteps, which sound like the boots that the prisoners used to wear. That's crazy to give prisoners boots because like nowadays it's like you get van slip-ons because they're like the most unlethal shoe you could own. No shoelaces or anything like that. Yeah, no shoelaces. You can't strangle anyone with that. Like, it's kind of hard to stomp a skull with those opposed yeah. to boots. I mean, um, obviously, they didn't have everything figured out. Back oh, that's for sure. And also, sure. it might be the ghost of the two deputy wardens that got um, killed. True. Yeah. Good they point. probably had bigger boots. Yeah. And, bigger boots. And bots. actually, other people speak of more notorious encounters, such as someone choking them. Like, people have experienced, like someone choking them whoa or um scratches like on their arms and legs that can't That's be a explained yeah, yeah yeah oh it's so creepy yeah the i hate ghosts the, i'm the, sorry I, i've i've woken up like or i've like gone through i'm like how did i get these scratches and especially if i was like in a prison i'd be like how did no. i get these scratches oh my god you oh go to god. prisons a lot uh, empty ones haunty ones no i hate ghosts no i mean i hate prisons she really does I'll hate never go back. She really does hate ghosts. Like she won't watch a movie if I like the ba- like if like if it's like a like a haunting movie. Mm-hmm. I can't. She won't watch it. I can't. Like even just reading this like makes me feel like she's like tweaking out uh, right now. Yeah, I mean me yeah, really scratches icky. are no no fun. Cat scratch fever. But they actually, <laughs> if you guys ever come to Montana, the prison offers ghostly tours. Um, and several Ghostbusters have actually visited the prison and like stayed overnight, like Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. They like oh, stayed yeah. overnight and did a story about their experiences. So there. my question is, how many episodes do we have to do until we can like have like an official little card being like, oh, well, we're we're official like scary like we're ghost talkers. I'd say probably ten. Yeah, I think that's about that feels right. I think right. we're about to hit the tenth. Uno mas. I think you guys are almost experts. Un mas. Yeah, I don't know Spanish. You have to be equally as qualified as the people that run Ghost Adventures. Exactly. At this uh, point. Okay. Well, the difference is that this is a two-man show. The guys of Ghost Hunter have like they're a three-man show. 
I don't even know that, but, but they have all have access to internet. But they so have like produ- they have like producers, like big ass companies behind them. It's just us. I mean, it only takes and me. It only takes one person vouching for us to be like these guys definitely know about weird shit, and then yeah. you're like, okay, I'll give them a show. You know, perfect. I don't want a show. I'm not getting on camera. Better <laughs> on radio. But wow, that, yeah, that, that was, was uh, that was good. That was spooky. my first one. That was good. I, I like I like that little that boyfriend duo that are just like yeah. them against the world, and then one of them against the other really quick, and then <laughs> one of them against themselves. Yeah. So that was fun. A very complicated love story. Yeah, yeah, with meat cleavers and guns yeah. and. And broomsticks on fire, and broomsticks on fire in cups of gasoline. <laughs> Those are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, it's perfect. So, yeah. Should, should, should I dip on in? Let's do it. Okay. So, I'm sure Tobin already knows about the story because I know how unreasonably prideful Bay Area people are about bay area rap music oh no i don't like bay area rap and i know oh, i'm gonna wow. piss off a lot of people but like i fuck with mac dre i like yeah. mac dre i and think I, mac dre's garbage i'm, I'm sorry i'm i think he's fun i uh, know he's dead and so you have to respect that but like i've never once been like hey that's good music thizzle dance is a great song that is a terrible song it's that's fun awful. for what that it is, an awful is. Song. anyway okay so i'm talking about a man named antron singleton also known as big lurch I've heard of Big Lurch. So Big Lurch was actually a uh, a Dallas, Texas rapper, but he had worked so much with like the Bay Area rappers that people kind of like considered him a Bay rapper. Mm-hmm. And so he worked with people like uh, Too Short, E Forty, bitch. Um, sorry, oh my gosh. no, it should be what's my favorite word, bitch. Why you gotta say it like short? Okay, we're gonna stop right there. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, he worked with Too Short. He worked with Mac Dre. He worked with he, I. I without the without the seeing it, I always love to say like Yuck Mouth, Yuck Mouth. Yeah, Yuck Mouth. Welcome to the Bay. He's great. Keek the Sneak. Oh, yeah, I mean, ooh, yeah. And then my personal favorite Bay rapper, E Forty Forty Water. Ooh, ooh. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I joked on my own spit trying to do an E40 impression. So oh uh, I love Ew. to brag about this, but uh, once upon a time I worked for a very large radio uh, conglomerate. I'm I not going to name it, but I uh, I got to work with E40, and it was supposed to be like a five hour shift shift, and it ended up being like a 16 hour shift of us going around signing liquor bottles of his Slurricane. And yeah, I was uh, say, I, we have that. Yeah, we have the signed bottle, and I was the only one that got a personalized one because I was hanging out with him all day. But one thing I will say about E40 that he loves his fans more than anybody I know. Like, the reason it took so long is because we kept going to all these uh, liquor shops, and like he would not leave until everybody got a signed bottle. He got love for the bay. He refused. No, he oh, just he just awesome. he really appreciates his fans, and yeah. that's like the coolest thing a, like a musician can do. And you know, like he extended that shift. Like way longer than it should have been because he had to sign like every I mean, stuff. Like the famous E40 once said, "Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake them." Yeah, I ain't got any, but I'm planning on growing some. And he had some for a little while. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I'd never some little ones. He accomplished yeah. his dreams. He did. Also, shout out to uh, DJ Fatboy, who's his travel DJ. Who nice he was guy. one of my Portland homies. Um, so yeah, he he did he he recorded a lot of songs with a lot of Bay Area artists. And uh, 
So Big Lurch, he started writing poetry at the young age of seven and knew right away that rap was like the career he wanted to go down. And um, Singleton earned the rapper name Big Lurch due to his intimidating stature, standing six feet, seven inches tall. Okay. But he was also, there's there's no record of like an actual like weight. But it was like it just said that he was very slim. Well, um, Lurch is from the Munsters. Well, the name Lurch is a reference to the character Lur- Lurch from the Adams family. Oh yeah, he's the doorman. Yeah, you rang. He was basically like a Frankenstein. Yeah, he's he's a he's like a eight foot tall guy who goes. Mm-hmm. You ra- did he say you rang? What did he say? I think he said you rang. You rang. That sounds right. Yeah, not Munsters. Adams family. Yeah. Uh, so September sixteenth, two thousand. That's it, just 2000. Mm-hmm. It's weird just saying that sometimes. It is weird. Um, what, it was one day after his 24th birthday. Big Lurch was struck while driving his car by a drunk driver breaking his neck. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor Big Lurch. Well, no. Let's not get too far there. So Big Lurch was heavily medicated during his time in the hospital. After his release from the hospital, Big Lurch continued to experience extreme pain and difficulties living his normal life. And this is where Big Lurch would start self-medicating with... Codeine. Opioids. Hold on. What do you think? Codeine. Codeine? Um, fizz. Um, PCP. Oh, that That's is not a that is way. not a recreational no. drug. Wait, did day. he have a spinal cord injury from his neck fracture? You know... The hip-hop forms didn't go very deep into it. Huh. Yeah. Was he paralyzed? No. He was not oh, paralyzed. Okay. Um, he might so have he might have used a cane or something, but no, I don't, he was not paralyzed. Yeah. Um, partial. So, before I get into the story, I want to read some of the lyrics. Um, so, when I, when I realized that this is what I want to do, I looked him up on Spotify and I played his first song. And... It, immediately the lyrics i was like holy shit so i want to read you um some of the lyrics and the the n-word is involved so to work around that i've got a dog toy i'm gonna squeak it instead of the (laughs) n-word oh my gosh oh god here we go and so the song it's it's actually not too many times but so the intro is what's the name of the song Hold on, I'll get to it. Squeak something. <laughs> I know, I know. Squeak, squeak. So the song goes, You know I just killed this song, fool. Yeah, that <laughs> dead fool. Nothing but your murder. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh. And so, you know, the intro he talks about, like, like, yeah, I just killed you. Mm-hmm. Well, he murdered the song and then he killed you. Yeah. And so the hook, the hook is, you know, the, the reoccurring part of the song. Mm-hmm. And the hook of the song, it, it was really at this point that I was like, oh, fuck, this is actually really fucked up, is Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and Freddy Krueger, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and all of your friends, I'm finsta school ya because murderin's a hobby. What? I'm using a torture chamber and not a Ruger, so if you want to wake up in a puddle of blood... I did it to you times two. two. Squeaks. So he goes that back and forth. I, I did the two. I, he didn't say the word twice. I just, it, I it felt was, like that first squeak uh, wasn't uh, enough. Uh-uh. It was the word. Yeah. Uh-uh. But whoa. He, so he, he names off three big, 
iconic movie killers. And then two, two real ones. Two big yeah. real killers. Yeah. And he says he has a torture chamber. He won't kill you with the German pistol, yes. which I doubt he would have in the first place. Yeah. And uh, wow. So if you Bold wake up in a, pu- in a puddle of mud, I did it to He's you. He's kind of like a brother Lynch hung. That's the part that gets me is the, so if you wake up in a puddle of blood, I did it to you. Yeah. And that, that was the title of the song, I did it to you. Okay. Um, so let's get into where shit gets weird. Oh, or not bro. weird, but just it's really... not weird yet? Let's get where it gets gruesome. Oh, lurch. Oh, God. So on April 10th, 2002, 25-year-old Singleton murdered Tynesha... And I'm gonna, probably going to butcher this one. Um, Yasanis? It's Y-S-A-I-S. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So he, he I'm just going to go ahead and call her uh, Tanisha. Murdered her in her Los Angeles apartment. Wait, so Lurch murdered her? Yes. Big Lurch. Big Lurch murdered Tanisha in her apartment. Hmm. Tanisha was found dead in, her apartment, dead in her apartment by her friend. You, got, you guys are sitting. I can see this. Her chest had been torn open <gasps> and a three-inch blade was found broken off in her scapula. It's like in her like oh. shoulder. So it like went all the way through her chest to the back of her? No. I, from what I read, it seemed like he like the knife was used to cut her open and then she was also stabbed in the back and it was broken off. What? Oh. But it gets worse. It gets oh way, 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 way worse. What? Teeth marks were found on her face. Ew. And on her lungs, which had been torn from her chest. Wait. This was... Ew. Wait, so this is after he was using PCP, correct? Yeah. Oh, did he... Stuff's starting to connect a little bit more now. Yeah. Wait. He was high on PCP. That's the only way you did it. Did he, he might have... eat her chest? Like, through her body? I don't know if he like... ate through, but he, he might have definitely, like ripped her open with his hands i can't say anything he's to like that, but really I'm big house was she small i didn't say anything about her size i mean oh it, big anybody but small yeah. the big lurch yeah. like even a, even a large yeah. even a large woman is not like a, a six eight or sorry six seven dude is still like huge massive. that's huge yeah. yeah so eyewitnesses reported that when big lurch was apprehended by the police he was naked covered in blood Standing in the middle of the street, staring up into the sky with no life in his eyes. Oh, fuck oh, dude. PCP, dude. It's like turns people to, into like zombies. Holy yeah, shit. it's like very Walking Dead esque. Yeah, yeah. And so a medical examination was performed shortly after finding him, and they found human flesh in his stomach <gasps> that did not belong to him. Ew. Oh, I got kind of like a queasy stomach after hearing that one, dude. Yeah. Oh shit. So, Tynesha's boyfriend said that the two had been on a PCP bender days before the murder took ba- took place. Oh, so she was doing drugs with him? Yeah. Oh. oh. So, the victim's mother sued not only Big Lurch at the time, but stress-free records and death row records, saying that they were responsible for providing drugs and provoking the gangster rap style... The gangster rap lifestyle of drugs and violence to there, him. There is no song where he's like, yo, smoking that PCP. Like, I don't think they say they've never rapped about that. But he was in L.A., which, which 
where Death Row Records was, yeah. which is, for people who don't know, that's what um, Suge Knight and uh, he owned Death Row, correct? He owned Death Row, and then uh, like Tupac, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, they're yeah. all signed to it. Now Suge Knight is going to prison for running over a guy with his car. They fucking, and like, finally him. fucking caught the guy because... Yeah. Yeah. So he's going. So he's oh, a piece of shit. Oh, is that the like producer that like has yeah. had many people murdered? Yeah. He held Vanilla Ice upside down off a balcony. You know, Vanilla that... Ice is a big dude too. I was. Just, how did I he hold a like grown six, man upside down? Oh, have you seen Shug Knight? He's like big lurch with a, maybe a couple more inches on him. I don't and know. And a maybe... couple hundred pounds on him. Yeah, he's a. Oh big my god. Dude. Yeah. So. So Big Lurch attempted to plead guilty by reasoning of insanity, but the court would not. Um, let that happen being that he was under the influence of PCP and he was not actually insane. Okay, but does that does that give you like a lighter sentence because you are you were under the influence of something and you weren't No. No, because you're wow. like breaking the when law it was something too to so, like do yeah. drugs. Yeah, when it was something that like vicious, I don't think the, the court really gave a shit. And so as years go by, as Big Lynch serves his Lurch. sentence l- Lint, Lurch, sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Years go by as Big Lurch serves his sentence, which was a life sentence. Yeah, I believe so. No and, fucking um, shit. But so this is where it actually gets way more interesting because I started looking this up and I was like, oh, this is like a crazy gruesome story. I kind of went like, yeah, I'm going to write about it. And then towards the end, it turns out that there's actually a lot saying that it was a setup. He had human flesh in his stomach, man. So... <laughs> He's like, yo, you want some cupcakes? Here you go. And he's like, these kind of taste like shit. And he's like, just eat them. And then, like, what? Like, how does that a setup? So, the evidence supporting his claims is that the teeth marks on the body do not match his dental records. I don't know about that. And that there was none of his DNA found in the apartment where the, the, at the scene of the crime. Hmm. What was he covered in her blood? So that's another thing. So after this, there are also reports that that whole thing could have been fake and that another person saw it and said that he didn't have that much blood on him and that he was coming down from a high. And so someone was saying that he might have been coming off of his high and he saw like found her and tried to like like help or something. Not so much help, but it's like he so from his his quotes about it were like he was like, I was hanging out with a bunch of people there. There were guns everywhere, drugs everywhere. They just kept feeding me PCP, and we were just partying. And the next thing I know, I wake up in prison, and I'm a murderer. And he's like, they went back to the home. No guns were involved. There was no one else there. Nothing was there. Everything was cleaned, and her body was still there. And the mother... Hmm. So the mother actually came and visited him in prison... And said, I don't believe that you killed my daughter. She th- she says, I think it was a setup. And uh, she said that her daughter was beaten in the back of the head with a Razor scooter. No way. And that there was a bloody handprint on the scooter that didn't match his hand. And there's just no evidence or anything about who That's that belongs to. That's the most 2000s thing I've heard. Yeah. She got beaten oh to death with a razor God. scooter. Yeah. yeah. And they what? and they never I don't think they ever tested the um like the, the flesh that was in his stomach, even though it's like at this point, like they could have just forced it down his throat at a point. 
But why would they like frame him? Like what? No idea. But he's serve? he's convinced that it was the it was the record labels and his his lawyer was working for them because his lawyer. It, it's it's no. I, okay. Sorry, I'll let you. Well, so his his lawyer his brain is just fried. His lawyer knew that in in the state of California, where this all went down, is that you can't make the claim of insanity when it's when it's a drug fueled crime. Mm. But he knew that and still went for it, knowing that it wouldn't work. And then he also, and in quotes, he said that his lawyer had him dress up in the court, looking like Hannibal Lecter. Like they're <laughs> like he didn't he didn't try to provide me with like a suit or anything like that. He like pulled me in there with like my my prison attire, making me like that's that's like that's a big tactic. No, I know. I... In, in in court, is that like if you're if you're gonna represent someone, like you do not. No matter what, you do not let them show up in their prison garb. Like I just you watched get... something that told that just said that he's like, yeah. you always wear, you always wear, always a wear something different. You can like, if you show up with your jumpsuit on, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no kind oh, of. Oh wait, were you listening to Serial? Maybe no. I think, I think where I got this from was actually that show, um, The Night of. Oh okay, which is very probably closely related to the first season of Serial or something like that. I don't oh, know. I'm pretty sure it's actually um, based off of it. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know, like I. I I don't necessarily believe him just because of the fact that I know for one thing the rap game people in the rap game like producers and stuff they have a way of like um, coaxing people especially the mom to be like go in there tell him tell news outlets that you don't think he did it like you know they'll apply pressure into certain ways and the fact that he was on PCP in the first place means like like that is a notoriously like horrible drug oh, yeah. that causes like horrible violence and he had flesh in his stomach that yeah that's what i that's that's the thing that just keeps coming back to me i don't care whose flesh it is the fact that there's flesh in your stomach means like but like they could have somebody could have killed her he was passed out like shoved mm -hmm. uh flesh down his throat which is a gross thing to say out loud but Mm -hmm. i don't know it just hey you could just break a contract you don't have to murder somebody that brutally hey Mm -hmm. what was that one name that we're talking about that's involved in this um, oh, Knight guy. Um, Shug Knight. Shug Knight. Death Row got pulled into this. Yeah. And I think he might have been signed with them or something, and he was trying to get rid of them. And there's a lot of people speculating that he gave uh, Easy E AIDS. Yeah, I-, I heard about that too. And so I like he seems like a really fucked up individual, and I wouldn't put it out of his grasp to be like, he hey, I'm going to get this guy high as shit. Like, knowing that he's doing PCP, and you're like, that doesn't look good for my record company. Let's get him high as fuck on PCP. Let's kill this girl. Let's cut her up, put some of her like in him, and then send him out in the street. He's, why not just kill him? You know what I mean? Yeah. He obviously doesn't have him. a problem like killing people. Because he's a sick people. son of a bitch. He wants wants to watch him suffer. Well, if you, if, if you kill if you kill Big Lurch, then people are going to be looking for the murderer. But if you kill the person and then you put the murderer right next yep. to her, then the case is solved i think suge knight is the only piece of this that makes me actually believe that it was a setup other yeah. than that i think big lurch did it and i don't yeah. want to give somebody who possibly ripped out someone's chest and bit their lungs and did all this horrible shit and had flesh in their stomach a way out of it by saying oh they might have got set up but who knows I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, I was there, but he, I don't. I'm not gonna snitch. So he he also <laughs> he also said that there was like a guard dog there, 
and because it, it was a, well, it was oh, it was dogs like, could speak. Well, but it he... was it was a, it was a it was a drug house, and he was like, so his thing was like the dog. The dog did that to her. Like that wasn't me. Oh, and they're like, there's no dog there. But the and he flesh was like, in the stomach. We still come back to that. He was the dog, dude. He was. We still come back to the flesh in the stomach. That's what yeah. I don't get. That's. I feel I, like if you do PCP like multiple times, like recreationally, like on a daily basis like yeah. your brain is gonna be messed up like he'd be probably yeah. like no wonder he's convinced of like this crazy story yeah. he, he probably doesn't remember anything i yeah. just i bumped I into like a, he had i bumped into a kid one time who was on pcp he was just like we were on the other side of this fence uh at this at the school near my house and he might have been lying i don't know but he was like hey and we were like 12 and he was probably like 18 19 he's like hey you guys ever like do pcp and we're like no and he's like oh my god you guys gotta try it, it feels like you could lift a car and then like he walked over to the gate that we were like on the inside of the gate and he was on the outside so we could open the gate but he couldn't because we snuck like inside the school uh inside like the interior part and he goes and he starts he, he starts yanking on the handle as hard as he can and he's like and he's like trying to rip it up and we're like fuck this right here so like we we ran we ran but like he yeah. could have been fucking with us too i don't know well so my uh my high school police officer who actually ended up being a fucking child molester. Um, but he was, uh, <laughs> a different story. Yeah, he was, Jesus. he was telling us that one time when he was like, before he was a school, like a, a school cop that he was chasing someone who was high on PCP and like through the woods. And the guy like tripped on like a, uh, like a root or something mm-hmm. and like snapped his ankle <gasps> and just kept running uh, and like his foot was like flapping ew. everywhere and like he was like running on like the stump oh, people and he, he on ew. pcp it did not phase him at all he oh just kept God, running no because p- people break yeah. their people uh try to break out of handcuffs on pcp and they yeah. end up breaking both their wrists yeah mm-hmm. so it's like you don't feel any, you could people try to lift cars like dude that's why i'm saying like i feel like it's crazy it's the best it's pre-workout. The they, might, they might be able to lift those cars. Who knows? But yeah. Oh my god. Man, I think that wraps up our three stories today, which were yeah. all very different. Yeah, it, I don't I know was, what you guys are going to title this episode. I don't know, but I was very entertained by all of this. So yeah, yeah, was, I think too. we had a good one there. It was good. Thanks so. for having me at the camp. Yeah, it, like it's it's good to it's good to have you on. You know, you were yeah. so nervous. I think you killed it. Yeah, finally a female voice. Exactly, we needed it. People think maybe you'll get more listeners. Hopefully, you hear that, ladies? We got a lady on here. Maybe a recurring lady. Who knows? Who knows? So she's not completely repulsed by us. No, not yet. But um, check out campstrange.com. We got all the hyperlinks on there. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Check out our merch. Uh, We got a couple more episodes coming out this month. We're gonna try to release a couple near Halloween to give you guys that spooktacular uh feeling oh yeah um and uh check out lowupside.com and uh hey don't forget the holidays are coming up and you know it's a great gift the softest damn t-shirt you've ever had and a coffee mug or something it's you know, it's winter it's it's fall and you're gonna be drinking a lot of coffee so, so. much tea and coffee and, and another you thing can probably eat soup out of lattes. it yeah, pumpkin spice lattes. That's if, a thing. If you know how to make those at home, or just bring your mug into Starbucks, you yeah. know? Yeah. Rep Camp Strange in a, in a bucks. They um, give you, like, some money off if you bring a reusable mug. See? Let Probably. us help you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess that's that's it. That's the, that's the episode. That's going to so do it for us. Let's close it out with, uh, don't forget to 
Stay strange.